0: Don't done incredibly well to get up above Cargill and find Bennett. It's into the box. McNulty, cut back for Roberts. It's Gary Roberts go, for Pompey! Go, Roberts. Pompey are leading in the fourth round of the FA Cup.
1: Mark McNulty, but a good chance by Doyle. So McNulty on the edge. Mark McNulty yes. short for Pompey.
0: Smashes it past McCormack. Won by Doyle. Finished by the returning Mark McNulty. First left blood for Pompey. They're in dreamland early here at Bratton.
1: There's a through ball to Jamal Lowe,
0: Jamal Lowe's onside, the flag stayed down, Jamal nonchalant, fantastic, brilliant, Pompey will be promoted at this rate. That is it, Pompey are champions, they've
1: won League Two in the most dramatic of circumstances.
0: The PO4 podcast with Hugh Bunce and Matt Corrick. proud to be Pompey. Hi, Bumpy fans, and welcome to the PO Forecast episode 24. Well, it's been an absolute cracker of a week, Matt, to report on. We've got a point. Yes, finally got a point. Yep, and we're out of that FA Cup. Didn't want any of that to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right, mate. Clearing Christian.
0: the schedule for the promotion push. Anyway, talking about that, in part one, we're going to be reviewing the Doncaster game uh, as well as reviewing the game against QPR in the week. Following that, we're going to do Matt's debate in part two, um, some listener questions, and in part three, we're going to be flying in to reviewing,
1: or previewing even, the Plymouth game. The pasty munchers. Yeah, pasty munch, pasty. Pasty. Well, that's what Derek Adams says anyway, pasty.
0: Derek Adams. We'll get onto him later on, mate. But anyway, flying in, Doncaster, what do you
1: think? Uh, Game of two after, as we said, really, before the show, you know they dominated the first half really had quite a few efforts on goal but second half we you know it looked like they sort of gelled together a little bit more got it together got a bit more composure and as I said to you before we started recording, I'm I'm really happy with the amount of shots we had compared to the last few weeks where we've been talking about having so little. So big improvement there, as far as I'm concerned. Definitely, and I think Omar Boggle, has he has is he the man to save the club from the playoffs? Save <laughs> the man from the playoffs. Yep, I, th- I think he's definitely the man. At the moment in terms of what we've been screaming out for. Let's talk you know. about his movement. I think that what I'm really liking about him again, and I've been
0: saying this before, is the fact that he moves where he thinks the ball's gonna land to. Yeah. So you know, people talk about him being, oh, he's only really scored two goals as a joke, a bit of a tap in specialist. But you've got
1: to be in the right place at the right time yeah. to score those tap ins and that's not as easy as it looks. No, not at all. I mean we we were talking only a few weeks ago about how Jamallo said it was something he wanted to work on in his game and follow in a bit more and you know sort of read where the ball's going to go in the area when it's in a lot more dangerous situation, but obviously, you know, Bogle's got that down to a tee already. And then let's look at that, so when we were
0: talking about what kind of striker we wanted to get yeah, we wanted someone who had a bit of power who could play up front on their own I'd I'd say tick, you know, you only look at the first game he played in when he came on and he held held the ball up to lay it off to Ronan Curtis, and then again, he looked pretty strong, didn't he, against
1: Doncaster Yeah, yeah, and I mean he to, to, I mean, the when I first saw the it I've got to admit it, it baffled me how he got that in it, it was you know so many players coming at him and he, he put it to the most busiest side of the net to be honest with you you know yeah. he had a free free sort of you know a few yards on the other side and he, he squeezed it in so you know he's clearly got an eye for goal and he, he's clearly um someone that, that's not going to give up too many chances so massive uh, sort of what we asked for so, yeah. and
0: also obviously we signed Vaughan as well and he, he came on and he, he's looked good hasn't he since he's played yeah yeah good
1: composure to to get around the keeper not sure if it was a shot or a pullback definitely a pullback definitely a pullback yeah, yeah we'll, call, yeah, it a, yeah, we'll yeah. call it a, a pullback for Vaughn anyway but yeah, yeah. um yeah, I mean it it was it was a game good good forward play, wasn't it, to, to get in there, you know, anticipate, you know, getting to the ball before the keeper and tapping it round him, whether it was a pullback or whether it was a bit of a drag shot, it you know, it came off and, and hopefully those two can, you know, really build something together. Would you like to see him playing number ten? I would actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or you know, even Slightly change it and play like a bow goal as a you know striker and Vaughan as a centre forward just off of each other, you know, sort of compromise each other a little bit up front. It'd be interesting to see how it works out in that sense.
0: And Don Carlson, I suppose we might as well crack on with the Burgess chat that's been going on over Twitter quickly. Yeah, um, I'm, we're looking at that again, weren't we? Because we wanted to take a second take at it before before we recorded. I just I don't really see, and I know. There is as much wrong with it as people were saying originally, because yeah. I think the ball swings, isn't
1: it? As it comes yeah. over, I mean, and it's just, just hit a bit that. flat-footed. It's, it's almost curled, hasn't it, over the top of the defence? And I mean, I suppose the one thing you you might say, and and this is obviously something we'll talk about in a minute when we go into it, but the turn of pace from Burgess wasn't quite there, mm-hmm. but. I suppose you could argue, well, how many games has he played, you know, how much match fitness has he got to be turning that quickly? Yeah. I agree, I think Clark would have cleaned that up. I mean, especially after that tackle midweek, that's where I was going with that. Okay, sure. You know, but at the same time, you know, he'd just come on the pitch, to be honest with you. He's got caught out with a big looping ball underneath him that's slightly swinging out to the right a little bit away from him and he's just not turned quick enough and and got on onto the ball but I can't blame him for that as you said I'm completely in defence of him and and as far as I'm concerned if Everyone's moaning about that one mistake. Well, I didn't hear anything on Twitter about Clark's mistake at the end of the game that almost, you know, gave them a goal to take take the three points home. So yeah,
0: true. I mean, when we say everyone, obviously everyone was moaning about that, but only a very
1: small yeah, minority of yeah, people yeah, were yeah, actually no, bitching not, at Christian. Yeah, yeah I'm not directing it at everyone, obviously, yeah. but you know that minority that every week seemed to come out and criticise someone. You know, it's just. It's just not needed, and it's certainly not us. So I
0: mean, Christian Burgess as well. He had a couple of really good headers in both both sides of the of the pitch, didn't he? So he had he had one. I think it was from a corner where he got his head on the ball and you know got it on target.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just not quite enough power, but he's done what no one else did during during the last few weeks and got a shot on target. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm all for that, you know. And and I'm a big fan of Burgess, and and I was definitely on the defensive with everyone else, you know, and, and showed my support and. I think you know when I first sort of heard about the abuse being aimed at him, and and when I saw you know the support on Twitter, I said that he, he it's not going to phase him. He's not that sort of person. I mean, I've done an interview with Burge at the, the start of last season. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's he's a gentleman. He's a professional. No, you know? he's a really and, nice guy. He focuses on the game, and you know, he he just wants to to be a success as much as he can be, and you know a few minority people that want to put him down. he's not going to bother it's him. It's not going it's, to face him at it's all. It's good no. to see him, you know, come out and, and say that it's not and, and to see a smile on his face as well.
0: Yeah, shall I actually get that tweet out and read it? what he said? I actually was supposed to have this out ready but basically, as usual, I'm about... Well, I'm just unprepared completely. Let's have a look. You probably guessed by now, people listening. I'm just completely winging this with Matt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Burgess has felt the love the past few days, but criticism, um, judgment is part and parcel of the game. I'm fine with it. It won't affect me. Nevertheless, support has been amazing. I appreciate it. Response needed Saturday.
1: It just says it all, doesn't it really, Matt? Yeah, it does. You know, and I think it's obviously tough when there's not just the abuse coming from that small minority but there's also talk about you know other people coming in free agents coming in before the Sunday mm-hmm. cut off you know it's just not going to help him Like I know he said it's not affecting him but as a human being you know ultimately we all have feelings and, and it's probably going to you know knock his confidence a little bit in, in terms of you know people sort of saying oh well we need Greg Halford I, I'm a big fan of Greg Halford and we'll talk about that a little bit later but You know, it's things like that that can really, you know, put a player, you know, back down. I think
0: with the attitude he's got now, though, considering he's had a bit of a tough season in the sense of Jack Wattmore being so ahead of him in the pecking order, I don't think
1: any talk about different uh, players coming in or anything like that's going to phase him any further. No, I mean, maybe maybe it wouldn't phase him, but I just think, you know, what has he got to do for for people to understand, actually, that he he is a good defender? A couple
0: more games, if I'm honest. He... um, We'll talk about how he played in KPR in a bit as well. I think that looking at the Doncaster game though, is go back to the roots of this, because Doncaster... A massive bogey team. They're always, always beating us. We really struggle
1: against them all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't necessarily, you know, expecting a win. As I said. No, I mean we said, didn't we, in last week's episode? It's, it's a really tough game. You know, yeah. it, it, they're not in in the playoffs or just outside the playoffs for for nothing. You know, they they're, <laughs> they're currently um, in in seventh, seventh which yeah. is where they're bored aimed. They're born They're bored. Oh, they're bored. Okay. they they aimed for seventh. Yeah. Interesting. Seventh or eighth, they said. Interesting, you know. I thought they might, with a striker that's already hit the mark 19 times this at this point in the season, I would have thought they might. No, nope, they said to they 10. want to be up
0: in seventh or eighth, they don't expect to make the playoffs. If they did that, would be amazing, but that's that's how they've set themselves up.
1: Uh, that takes the pressure off any manager, that doesn't it? To be honest with you, yeah, I know, yeah, no, none so of that. Kenny, you know, feel free, mate, you know, just <laughs> drop outside the playoffs if it's going to take the edge off me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, don't do that, but you know. They they came, didn't they? They came with with a game plan and, and that first half it, it executed for them. That goal, as far as I'm concerned, was a complete one-off. You know, he's, he's yeah. lumped it, it's swung, it's bounced through. You know, I mean, a little bit. I would, I'd say, you know, Big Mac was a little bit off he, off his line in the wrong sort of place as well. So, not any Probably no, barking instructions, probably. Yeah, probably was. Yeah. But, you know, it was a good response. And I think, Maybe a couple of weeks ago, we would have struggled to respond against the Doncaster side. So there's definitely positives there for me.
0: Yeah, Okay. Well, let's move back into the QPR game now because, yeah, let's move on. So, odds of the game, I'll tell you one thing. Let's get this over and done with, mate. The fans were absolutely electric, the Pompey fans. Yeah. The QPR fans, not so much. They literally are the quietest the most boring fans <laughs> yeah. I've ever ever witnessed. And I'm, we've travelled to a lot of football games. Yeah. I've never seen a home support so quiet, especially on a Tuesday night. Yeah. You know, under the floodlights, like cup game, like yeah. it
1: was. It was absolutely shocking. Mm. Well, I mean, they were, what, I think there was a 13,000 <clears> attendance, their grounds 18,000. That's still 5,000 short for an Cup yeah. replay at home. And we sold out our allocation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I saw a, a comment on Twitter earlier. Someone said, you know, that exactly the same as you, how embarrassing it was. Um, and, you know, they, they said, how can you want to try and get tickets in the Pompey end for the first game? you know and, you, yeah. and they're scrambling to try and get in the frat and end but they can't even fill out their own stadium I mean it's a bit of a joke if you ask me to be honest with you you know
0: especially since their fans are singing Oswego or 2-0 down they're singing 2-0 um, no on your big day out yeah yeah big day out big
1: day out of QPR <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, some of the comments on the QPR phones are definitely worth a read. If you go back and, and try and find some, they're pretty hilarious, yeah, to, yeah. it, to be honest with you. I mean, I'd say it's probably more of a big day out for them than it was us, to be <laughs> honest with you. precisely. definitely was. Right. And as I said, I'm, I, I'm far from disappointed with the result because at the end of the day, it was a free shot the whole time. Of course. Now, the FA Cup was a free shot it's bought in vital funds as well you yeah know? not saying that we're, we're desperate for money but it, it really does I mean I, I saw a, you know an interview on I think it was BBC Swart the other day um, and, and someone was saying that when Lincoln went on their big cup run a few seasons ago I know you're not a big fan of Lincoln um, no. but when they went on their cup run it, it ended up you know, building a whole new training and youth academy facility for them for, from just their FA cut funds. Mm. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think Rochdale it's... actually um, built part of the new stand, or like, you know, did the
0: pitch and stuff like that as well. Yeah, with their yeah. money,
1: someone was telling me. So, that's it. So, I mean, it, it, it ultimately, it's it's good money, you know. And then that could be another. Ronan Curtis next season. Yeah, well, hopefully. Yeah. Get yourself out there, scouts. Not that we need the money because we're millionaires by all accounts, but we'll talk
0: about that later on. Matt, we're talking about Ports Football Club, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish we, I wish. So let's talk about the players against QPR. It was one of those games in which, I'll be honest, we didn't create much. No. And it was it was a tough game to watch in that sense. But we did battle, to give it that. We battled hard. Um, they didn't really get much, especially in the first half. It was a really sort of it was one of those games that you thought could be undone by a
1: set piece yeah yeah I mean I listened to it on uh, TalkSport 2 actually Um, and every single set piece sounded like Matt Smith Matt Smith Matt Smith Matt Smith I mean that was the commentary I was getting for 90 minutes was Matt Smith and it sounds like you know single-handedly he almost won every single aerial battle and caused problems no a
0: bit no do you know what he was constantly fouling people as he always does he got blown up a fair amount for fouling the referee was absolutely atrocious again Hawkins is getting held all over the place by their, their defenders who are pretty physical to be honest yeah Matt Smith didn't really cause many problems. He's caused problems from the from the free kicks. Yeah, but he, he didn't. Re- Clark had his number, mate. If I'm honest, he didn't create much many issues at all. Yeah, I mean, they, it's just just because they
1: hoofed the ball up to him. Yeah, you're hearing his name all the time. I mean, the thing the thing is, it, a lot of it I think as well was the fact that David Connolly was commentating on it. So, oh really? Yeah, you know, you only get what you you put into it. He and... doesn't
0: look very good, I'll be honest, Matt Smith. I didn't rate him as a player. Okay.
1: Yeah, he looks That's really overweight as well. That's that's quite interesting because I, I know he hasn't really played overly a lot, and I know he doesn't often play. You know, mm-hmm. or start their games anyway of a season. So, and I I mean there was a a slight rumor. I, I don't know how true it was, but there was a slight rumor. We were slightly interested in him before we we played QPR in the yeah. first game. So he just looked you know. so he looked heavy,
0: and he yeah. and he, you could tell he had to climb all over people to try and and I think Clark to be honest had his number it's just unfortunately it's a couple of set pieces and it's just one of those things really I mean talking to Matt Clark run us through that tackle mate I mean I'm just watching it I think I mean I I saw a tweet from um, from Jake uh, from Express FM and he said that it's the best tackle he'd seen live and I think it has to be because I remember when he just comes inside and I just remember thinking, right, he's beat Burge, or whatever, he's coming in, it's going to be, it's a definite goal or it's at least, a you know. With his pace, with his You just experience. think it is, He look, he's gliding, he just takes a touch though, right, yeah? Yeah. Which is, it's not a sloppy touch, okay, but it's a touch with someone who thinks they're going to score and they've got time. Yeah. He pushes the ball just far enough. But Clark, you could just see him, I remember watching it. I just see him coming back, but I just didn't
1: think he'd get there. I thought there was no chance he'd get there, mate. I think what slightly saved us in that situation, apart from the fact that Clark got back and made the tackle, was the fact that Narky Wells hasn't got left foot. Because Mm -hmm. on that side of the pitch, if he had a left foot, he might have been able to just bend that round a little bit. But the whole time he was trying to keep it on his right foot and build an angle for his right foot shot as well. So I I think that's done Clark a little bit of a favour, but... I can't take anything away from him I mean, I mean it's
0: you de- defenders nowadays don't usually go in that hard in the box no, either no
1: not at all that's that's a big challenge especially you miss time it you're gone I know you're gone <laughs> but the, I mean this is maybe what I'm saying about a free shot I mean and especially a, a defender as committed as Matt Clark you, you're just going to win that tackle you're not going to think about a red card or, a, or the caution or a penalty you're just going to win that and that's why the club loves him that's why everyone loves him you know and, and that's um, why we need to get promoted to retain him yeah we do 100 percent. and i think you know the, the squad know that as well because the squad know how important he is i mean he's as far as i'm concerned he's even now at his age you know captain material the way that he works his effort his commitment you know i mean if if
0: pitman moves on i think you're safe to it's safe to say at some point matt clark will be given the
1: armband at least Vice but you know yeah. Gareth stays around as well you know yeah you know. but you just think it's a, yeah, it's a yeah. possibility though. I mean me and you we, we've been down to Bogner and spoken to, to the lads on loan down there and I mean interestingly enough Joe Dandy who um, unfortunately got injured at his stint and got sent back to us but he said that he looked up to Matt Clark as someone you know that would help him through, and, and also and just does, you know, also just an inspiration.
0: He said, "Like he's one of the guys who's made it from academy football, and look at him now—he's a star playing yeah. for the club." And this is an eighteen-year-old talking about the twenty-two-year-old. So, yeah.
1: you know that says so much, doesn't it? Really, to be honest
0: with you. Just going back to the game. I mean, the thing is, there's not actually that much to talk about on the level that. I mean, there weren't that many chances in the game. Really, we, did, did we didn't we didn't create anything. Hawkins played... He played well, I thought. Yep. He, I think he got manhandled a bit by the defence and I think the referee was awful again. Absolutely mm-hmm. awful. We've had him before. He was absolutely dreadful referee. Yep. I can't remember if it was the Cholton game or the Shrewsbury game or something like that, but it was one of those games which he was absolutely... Mate, he was just dreadful. When yeah, I mean, yeah. the Pompey fans are thinking that we, we, only get, we always get shit refs about 20 minutes in, Yeah. it was just one of those games. But Hawkins looked... I thought he looked good. I think the only thing is that... He missed having low coming off him on one side. He missed having a few more attacking threats around yeah.
1: him a little bit. I thought we were a little bit short in that sense, really, in the midfield. OK, and that, and that's actually something that, again, we're going to be discussing a bit later on in the show, thanks to a listener question. So, um, nice one. We'll sort of move on swiftly from the, the upset of the, going out of the FA Cup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, though, I, I would say, though, is it was quite funny because the Pompey fans were in good spirit, yeah. which is nice. I, I thought it was, I was singing. Two 0 up. No, two nil down. It gives a fuck. Super pompium going. Yeah, 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 I saw yeah. Video, yeah, yeah. So it's at least one of those things that the fans are on board now, January's happened, the signings have happened, the yeah. cl- I think people feel that they've backed Kenny. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And there's pe- I think
1: the moaning's stopped to a certain level let's hope so I mean I think there's always going to be moaners but you know yeah, what I mean of course there is no of course there is I mean there was a, a lot of stick towards Adam May you know on Tuesday evening so there's there's always going to be some form of disappointment but do you know what I think now is the time we need to start getting behind the team you know I, I was explaining to a friend who's um, from out of the country he's from Poland and, and he was asking about Pompey and I said to him, "It used to be an intimidating place to go, Fratton Park. It really did used to be an intimidating place to go, and now, <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't say teams come and fear the atmosphere anymore because unless we're we're playing one of the top sort of three, four, you know, possibly another playoff team, there's not really much, you know, sort of atmosphere as it used to be. I mm-hmm. wouldn't say." Mm-hmm. But now's the time we need to be doing this. We're coming towards the end of the season and we need to get behind everyone and, and yeah, keep that for atmosphere sure. up like we did at QPR. Mm. You know,
0: yeah, well. no, I think so, definitely. I do think, though, that the positivity that we've got from making these signings and stuff and going out there will help with that as well. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say about Ben Close. I thought he played, had a good game. Yeah. I thought he, he looked like the combative midfielder. He got back a lot. He made those challenges. Um don't want to say don't want to compare him to Ben Thompson because I think it's unfair to compare any midfielder yeah. to him at the moment but he did do those challenges he, he trapped back he, he upset their midfield he, he broke through mm-hmm. one
1: of few free kicks he made a good first pass out of out of midfield and slightly rewind he had a good effort against Doncaster as well that he yeah. tipped over as well so he showed a bit of an attack yeah I think
0: he's looking you know he could be the person that fits in and in, into that
1: into that role let's hope so let's hope so I mean uh, and that's again something we need to talk about um while we go through the Plymouth game Sorry. All right.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's the end of part one, and we'll play some sounds, and we're going to roll back into part two. Welcome back to part two of the PO forecast. And Matt, do you know what time it is. I know what time it is. It's time for Matt's debate. That's right, Pompey fans. It's time for Matt's debate. And today we're asking: With the rumours storming Twitter on Wednesday regarding Greg Halford, do Pompey need a replacement for Jack? Or do we have the players that can step in? Well... This is a tough question, isn't it? Because it just had to happen, mate, after the transfer window, didn't it? It did. It like, did. It's one of those things, a few weeks earlier on, a, few, a week earlier on, really, isn't it? Yeah. A week and a half earlier on. Yeah, even a few days. I mean, look at the, what we did on the last day of transfer. Yeah, it's the mate. 7th today, so Thursday night. So I was just thinking in my head, like, week. literally a week ago. Yeah. But no, we are where we are now, Matt. Yeah. And we're going forwards. Greg Halford, he, he came out on Twitter and basically said he'd been in touch with the club, didn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, his agent had already apparently put it to Kenny. I think Dan Shaw on Twitter put it out there, he didn't did. he? Yeah, yeah, Dan, Dan was like begging him, um, which is good. I mean, I, I love Greg Halford. No respect, I'm, I yeah. am I like, am the biggest Greg Halford fan when it comes to... What he did for the Did you club see the massive
0: home. poster has in his bedroom? Yeah,
1: well, you know, on the ceiling <laughs> as well,
0: mate. <laughs> That's where we were sat currently in Matt's room and next to a massive Greg Halford poster. He's my man crush mate. There's nothing wrong with that. They got Greg Halford. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. anyway, Matt. But I mean this is the thing for me, is yes, Greg Halford would be the ultimate fill a void gap. But it kind of goes with what me and you were saying earlier about Budge, you know. <laughs> quite capable of of coming in especially as you said a couple more games a bit more match fitness a bit more match practice you know who knows we could be seeing the Burge that we saw a couple of seasons ago. yeah for sure that doesn't panic me in that sense someone then turned around and I actually said that earlier on on Twitter and someone said yeah but what happens then if if Burge gets injured or Clark gets injured then you know what we're doing don't you well, I'm I'm going for the big O, the big Ollie Hawkins. I want Ollie back as centre back if
0: that happens. He's done it. Yeah, he did it in League One last season. Then again, it just depends. As long as as long as our strikers are firing, yeah, then we can do it. Yeah, I
1: mean it. I think this it, it sort of goes with what me and you said in a, in a slight way. Is I think anyone other than Burge is probably going to be a bit of a gamble. You know, I I, I suggested, well, why not? You know, in the break just for our listeners I suggested why not Matt Casey you know he's played Checker Trophy football but then rethinking about it again and this is why it is a tough question you can't throw a young lad into a League One promotion push like that no I know it, that's just too much to ask, I, ask of him you know
0: I think, I think that basically though what it comes down to Matt is Greg Halford yeah could sign think about this yeah right not only is he a good centre back right Thunderclap. that's it really get the ooh ooh
1: Ooh, ooh, ooh,
0: ooh, ooh. You, what you do is you get you, you, yeah. What you do is you get everyone forward, right? Yeah. You have oh, Hawkins up it. front, yeah. Boggle up front, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just, you just basically play yeah, all I'm our you get, like, all our tallest players. Shift Burge up into centre attacking midfield. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it. But do you know what? This is what makes me laugh. So Kenny's come out for all our listeners who might have been hidden under a rock this afternoon. Kenny's come out and said that he's a good lad. But he won't be signing for the club because he's not the sort of player that we want. And it's because really, Kenny, really. <laughs> so what have we been doing all season with Big Ollie up front, and you know now signing Bogle and Vaughan who are great in the air, and all we've been doing all season is lumping it up. So what's wrong with Greg? Yeah, all right, well he might be thirty-four, but this is why Scott I'm taking
0: there. this now. It's because Kenny Jacket's got a vision of a very young, fit sort of side. And if you look at all the players he's, he's signed, and every time you sign a play, there's a little press conference. Yeah. He trots out, right, here yeah, into the microphone. <laughs> and he, he sits down and he goes... Right, I'm just going to tell everyone, you know, he's he's the sort of player we're looking for, a player on the up, a player that can improve and, like, develop into a player into the championship, you know, improve, keep developing. He wants players who are, like, 22, 23, you look at at Cannon, you look at Morris or whatever, he wants those players that come in and they're going to get only better as they go along in time, that sort of longevity, and the thing is, he looks at someone like Greg Halford and Mm. thinks, well, that's not my sort of player. And our
1: team's pretty young for, a pushing Yeah, push in, yeah. You know, but I mean, the, the, I get what you're saying, and I understand if, if Kenny's going to be stubborn about it and go down his way, then ultimately that's his job to do that. But the way I'm looking at it is, it's cost him nothing other than wages. Yeah. And it's a massive bit of experience. No, I agree, for, mate. For the title push. I know, I know me and you yeah. want to say wavelength, but, the, you know, you can't... Everyone says Kenny's a stubborn man and he is proven to be an extremely stubborn man and do you know what I'm fully behind Kenny if it all comes off at the end of the season then credit to the bloke for for sticking to his guns. If he doesn't Kenny... Why don't you bring
0: Greg Halford oh, yeah, in? Yeah, let's He'll all, all, out let's reflect. Reflect. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll be out one pitchfork. Yeah. me baby. Matt's going to have a banner in front of his Greg Halford poster in his bedroom. I'm just going to have my Greg Halford poster on me, mate. <laughs> just waving it around. Yeah. <laughs> With the question, why not Kenny banner? I just want to know if anyone doesn't get Hughes Banner, I actually haven't got a Greg Halford poster <laughs> in my bedroom or anywhere in my house. <laughs> but I, call it a- I would like for my birthday. So any listeners, feel free to find yeah. one and send it up. Life-size cardboard
0: cutout. Greg, Alfred, if you are listening, if you don't mind tweeting us, at po 4 say exactly how
1: tall you are so you can get the right size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your shoe size. Yeah. <laughs> I want to stick some boots down there as well, make it look proper genuine. <laughs> That's how it's
0: going to stand up,
1: freestanding with just some old, like, nicer also... boots. All right, anyway, moving on now. <laughs> oh, the look in your eye there. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, back on the topic, we, we were sort of saying about replacements. I've seen Walks play centre-back a couple of times this season yeah, for same, us. Yeah. I think Kenny's a fan of that. You're not.
0: I like Anton Walks as as a right back and I think he does he's done a good job in holding midfield. Yeah. Last season in particular rather than this season, but I think he could do a serviceable job there. I don't think that he's a natural centre-back. No, no, he's not at all. And I don't think, not even just natural, I just, I don't think that he's got the right tracking mentality to play centre-back. You look at someone like Matt Clark or whoever who, who comes back and tracks, mm-hmm. I don't want him to play there, right? This, But Tom Naylor, for instance, is so essential in midfield that we, we really can't afford to move him. But you watch how he moves, how he, how he tracks and he gets yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'd say that Tom Naylor was probably the most impressive player for me against QPR on the field. He picked the ball up. He, he literally was calling for it all the time. He was moving into space. When someone ran out of channels, he was there to collect the and this ball is again.
1: After what people have been saying, he's mm-hmm. had a couple of, of bad weeks. So Yeah, it's, he it's was good
0: so up, up for it, mate. Literally, he was calling for it. He was getting the ball. He tracked back. The thing is, though, that's the sort of thing that Matt Clark does as well when you're defending. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I just yeah. don't see Anton Walks have that central player. You know, someone who plays holding midfield, someone who plays down the middle, it's a different mentality to
1: someone who plays wide there. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. I mean, he's done it for Burton, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, he played centre back for them, and, and I don't think he ever had a problem doing that. With his experience there as well, you know, I think he would probably slip quite in comfortably. And as, yeah. the, the, I do agree with you. You then lose him from that central midfield. And we need him now. And there, we need him, him. there. We do, and especially by the look of it, we're, we're looking to play on the front foot with these signings now. With, mm. we, you know, we've, we've got four forward players basically on But Jamal, he could play centre back. <laughs> back, I love that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> love it do you know what he probably would if he was told to he's, yeah definitely he's good guy. he played
0: right back, back didn't he did alright there Yeah. because you, you're
1: modern quick footballer you can play like a wing back sort of role at right back I mean I think that the one thing you've got to have faith in is that you know playing alongside someone like Matt Clark he's going to do a lot of work for you and hopefully you'll probably guide them in the right direction and, and yeah. show them out what yeah. he wants from them so I mean either way I think to have Halford would have been probably the more ideal option for me yep. in an uncreepy way for once. Yeah, But ultimately, I think we've probably got enough if we need to, to,
0: to cover it. I'll tell you what, though. If Matt Casey plays center about that ball wasn't bouncing over his head, was it, against
1: Doncaster? Yeah, definitely. He's a giant. <laughs> he's a giant. And he's one for the future, definitely. Yeah. Definitely one for the future. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I, I wouldn't want to dump him in there yet and, and no. ruin the lad's career. No, let's keep so.
0: developing him like Kenny is done a really good job with the young players so let's keep that going.
1: So, listener question,
0: Hugh. Greg at Walks His Way, friend of the show. Back, again. Back again. Legend. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, massively appreciated. Every week. Matt, read out the question. Read the question. So, Greg says, having suffered through a poor run of form, do we see the Plymouth game as a gateway to starting another good run? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Any game, whoever we are playing as far as I'm concerned, it's a massive gateway, you know, an opportunity to, to start getting some runs, uh, wins on the board. And if we don't, you know, and we will yeah. know what's going to happen. It's it's pretty much a given I mean, for me. I mean, we're going to preview the not-dockyard derby. Oh. <laughs> 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 what are you getting that based on now that it, that it said on the chase? <laughs> <laughs> well, I said the not-dockyard derby, if you didn't hear. Oh. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Catch up. Catch up. <laughs> Sorry, mate, still in 2018. He's turning slower than Burgess then on the turn. Oh. That's it, mate. Going to have to change my profile picture again now, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, no, I mean, in terms of your question, Greg, yeah, I think this is probably, in, in terms of a gateway game, it would be a massive result. Um, I will talk about Plymouth a little bit later, but their form recently is has, has been probably what we've needed and not them. Um, let's be honest; it's a little a bit like drawing, sort of like some bottom of the league two
0: team in the cup, really, isn't it? <laughs> we can just roll out. We can just roll out the reserve team, boys. We'll get into that soon. <laughs> but let's be honest, yeah. If if I actually manage to get a ticket, which I haven't, so if anyone wants to give me one, hey, But in what way? I'll you? be going down there, mate. I'll be going down there with my with my party hat on. Your pasty. My pasty, <laughs> <Your> pasty. <laughs>
1: Um I mean. <laughs> It's going to be a tough one, isn't it? And and at the end of the day, I think if we walked away from this game with three points, it would be a. Right, th- well, let's let's not talk about the game itself because we're going to we're actually yeah, yeah, going to yeah, preview no. that. What, but what let's I'm talk about
0: is, if we do get a win, say hypothetically, on Greg's question.
1: Yeah. Does that kickstart some form? I think it makes a bit of a statement. Definitely to the. We could the beat Plymouth. The no, league no, no, are going to no, quake. Because, I mean, uh, I, I I don't want to kind of go into it yet because it's for part three, but. It, it at the moment as it stands, it, it's beating the team in form in League One. You know they, they've they've won five of their last six. So I know I'm I'm saying it, but I can't help it because it kind of interlinks with the question. But. You know, It would be, be a big statement to, to the teams around us. That so we've let's just say this, right if we put a few games together now yeah. on a run, yeah.
0: does that say to the rest of the league that we're back? Or does that just it say does. to the rest of the league? No, no, it
1: does. Yeah? It's, it do you says, think other teams
0: yeah. are now thinking we're on decline? Do you think they're thinking oh, Pompey
1: are done for a bit more now? I mean, if anything, this could do us a slight favour. It could really do. I mean, teams might be coming down, going, "Well, they're not on good form. Let's let's push out a bit more. Let's go and get at them."
0: We well, think that actually could help us because teams might not play well, as the the, defensive.
1: Yeah, yeah, completely. And with with now the attacking ability that we've got, and, and it, that's undoubted. Anyone can can argue with me about it. But at the end of the day, when you've got Omar Bogle, James Vaughan, Ollie Hawkins, Jamal Lowe, and Curtis um, Solomon Otterbar, and uh, Lad from Barnsley. Isgrove. He's Isgrove, He's yeah. You know, that that's that's a heavy duty attacking line and really we need to be at teams constantly so if teams are, are going to open up a little bit then do you know what? Happy days for me. Stitch a few runs together and teams are going to be looking behind their shoulder. We've been looking behind our shoulder all season. Mm-hmm. To not have that maybe for a little while might take a bit of pressure off and give us that freedom to play and I think it would be a good start against Plymouth and definitely give us that option to go on a run. No, nice one, I
0: agree. I think we could do just getting a few wins together and I think if we can get that and the new players are scoring and stuff, that's actually going to take us into a feeling around the club where let's push on for the automatics if possible. Yeah. If not, you know, it's still challenging though. And I think that we are at the moment. People are just like, we're just faltering a bit. You know, the engine's just yeah. stuttering a little bit on the machine and we, the squad's had quite a big change. Yeah. We now just need to gel... Because there isn't a lot of time. There's not that many games left. Not at all. Nope. We've got to push on, and we've got to get a few games in, and, and let's let's start it. And the fans can do their bit as well. Get behind the lads, okay? Like, I know you can. Like, yeah. we were all singing loads of QPR. It was one of the most, like, boring attacking displays I've ever seen. But yeah. they were trying, and we just need
1: to give them, you know, yeah. our love, really. So move, moving on to that, there's a sort of a little extra at the end as well from Greg, who said... Would you rest Curtis and Lowe, and if so, who'd you replace them with? Well, the answer, if you're referring to the Plymouth game, is absolutely not. No, I don't rest the two wingers that have started all season, regardless. No, Curtis had a rest midweek. Jamal, yeah. you said played an absolute. I
0: thought he looked really good. I mean, he yeah. actually he actually knocked it past a couple of their players. He actually looked dangerous. He got into a really attacking position. He's running at the. At one of their, I think it was their left back, mm-hmm. and he just slipped over. It was just really unfortunate yeah. on the turn. But otherwise, um, I, I thought he had a good game. Again, he didn't get much support up front, and it was, it was you know, against the championship side again. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think he looked good. He looked sharp, and with
1: Curtis on the other side. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and this, this is what I'm saying. I, I, for a, for a game in which we we've been looking for three points. Yeah, sometimes do you know what changing it up's not such a bad thing.
0: You could play with Solomon. Yeah, I mean on this one, is where I'm on going.
1: One I I don't think you bring him into the to the game. Half time, if it's not working, bring him up. If it's not on. working, change it up completely. Yeah. And this is what we've been saying all season. Whether it happens or not, interesting. But now we've certainly got the resources to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. We've been you we're know. advocates of the bringing on at half time, on earlier,
1: sixty minutes, whatever it is. Change your game, influence yeah. it. Give the defender something to think about. Work for Boggle know. coming on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it
1: does. Didn't and, it? We yeah. know, came on and scored. Born again, slowly introduced him. I think this is what this is what's needed a little bit really. Massively. So in answer to that little bit of, of question, no, I don't rest them for this game. I, I don't see a problem resting them as usual for check Trophy and no. so on, things like that. But we need them in the league, regardless of if they've had a bit of a dip in form, you know. Jamal Lowe difficult. didn't look tired at all and do you know what this is what makes me laugh all season people have been saying oh they're tired they put in so much effort you know Curtis hasn't played in a week seven days for a professional footballer yeah that's a massive rest that's interesting. Yeah. huge rest there should be absolutely no excuse regardless of what he's done all season seven days off I'd like seven days off so would I mate you know, yeah. I'd feel rested after seven days off I don't yeah. know about everyone else so <laughs> You know, in, in that sense, I think they're they're two big players that you can't afford to drop, in, and certainly wouldn't want to. in In terms of this time of the season, no, I we don't... want
0: them to gel as well with our with the new players. You want to mishmash them in. We don't want to drop other players, and we just need to play who's in form. Yeah. But at the same time, keep what we've got. It's got us this far. Mm-hmm. Keep the faith, and if it's not working, then we can slowly bring players on and, and go that way. Yeah, yeah. No. Earn completely. your place.
1: Yeah, that's it. All so, um, right. Yeah, that answers that one up for me.
0: Anything else, Matt, before we go into part three? Unfortunately, no. That's all we've got this week.
1: Yeah, do you know what, though? I actually
0: didn't put anything out there this week saying no. about any questions. We've
1: actually been a bit off social media, haven't we, this week?
0: Yeah, I've started a new job, so basically I've not been very good at getting stuff out there. So sorry, guys, but I will start again this week and get it out there better. And and everyone get on it. Jump on the questions. Yeah, fire over at us. At PO Forecast. Get get the questions if in. You want to
1: hear us chat more as well. That's always an added bonus, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. This is <laughs> me and you for an extra five ten minutes. That's it. That's what it's all about. Yeah, all right. That's <laughs> yeah, love that. Right. Anyway, we're going to move into part three in a minute. We're going to preview Derek Adams' Green Army, the Plymouth game. Well, hey. <laughs> It's a rosy ar. Ooh. It's time for the Plymouth away trip, everybody. The green army. Yeah, heading out west,
1: mate.
0: Ooh, are. Ooh, are. So, Plymouth. Plymouth, right. Mate, it's gonna be an absolute walk in the park absolute dos, <laughs> Plymouth, their pony team mate, or cow team <laughs> maybe you can say, let's, just, let's talk this through, do you still have the results in front of you, so I can talk, I talk all the Pompey fans through their recent form, yeah, so, so, classic, so, here we go, so Plymouth, on the first of the first, 3-0 win at home to Oxford, lucky break, you know, <laughs> they won away at Southend, 3-2, fair enough, you know, fair enough. The big Coventry at home, 2-1. They haven't got a striker, so that's fair enough. (laughs) Walsall home, 2-1 again. Apparently Walsall outplayed them, so that's not a problem. (laughs) They they didn't win away at Wickham, so that just shows how poor they are. That's 1-0. And they got a team against a win again the other week against a Managerless Peterborough, yeah, team dipping in form. Have they got a manager now? I don't even know. No, neither do I. So to irrelevant to my life, Peterborough. Yeah. So, all right, give it to them. They've basically won quite a few games recently. Let's count one, two, three, four, five. All right, five out of the last six, as you said. Matt was right. I was just checking his mask, it's about midnight yeah, now. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And in contrast, yeah, so they're actually top of the League One form table, sitting in first place with 15 points. Where are we, second? Oh, well it depends second bottom maybe mate so we're actually 14th not in the surprised pool. not surprised two wins and a point from six basically so mm-hmm. seven points compared to their 15 um which you know don't buzz, don't buzz well although there's been a bit of luck today because, as we all know, you win the League One Manager of the Month award, or you win a Player of the Month award in League One, you form dips dramatically. Is that why we've heard loads about Derek Adams? Well, luckily enough for all of us, today, both Derek Adams won the Manager of the Month award, and <laughs> Ruben lamirez who's apparently been on fire for them, midfielder, yep, he won yeah, League no, One yeah. Player of the Month award as well. I'll be
0: honest, yeah, I hadn't heard of absolute like, peep out of Derek Adams Suddenly he's been
1: made manager of the month and his ego has absolutely gone to his head, hasn't it? Well, I'm going to get on to that now, actually. Because I I had to take some snippets from the most ridiculous article I've seen this week. I spoke to Matt on the phone and he was just literally like ranting about it. Go, Uh, Matt. Mate, I've seen crap about Brexit all week, but this takes the absolute mick, as far as I'm concerned. So, on Plymouth Live, I'm sure that's exciting... Derek Adams was asked by the journalist doing the interview, Portsmouth on Saturday, they're having a successful season, aren't they? I will point out the obvious, mate. Nice one. Derek Adams' response was, they've spent well in the transfer market. They've spent a lot of money transferring players into the football club. That's why they're in the position they are at the moment. Well... Ooh. <laughs> uh, really? Who got his panties in a twist? <laughs> and when the hell did we start spending loads of money to get players oh, in? Oh, no. <laughs> it does get better, though. He, right. he, he kind of right. digs himself a little bit more of a hole in the, in terms of the saying, because um, the journalist, and this is a bit touchy as well, yeah, goes on to say they have an embarrassment of riches up front, I think it's fair to say. Embarrassment. Yeah, okay. uh, okay. Derek Adams goes, they do. That's just come at a cost they have taken in. James Vaughan, Omar Bogle. They had Joe Mason on loan on big money from Wolves. That shows you the financial clout that a team like Portsmouth have. Right, okay. First of all <laughs> should we say the fact that in case anyone doesn't know that they now have Mason playing for them? Well he he is gonna be signing. Uh, They've yeah. offered him a contract, they're waiting for the confirmation, but it looks like it's all done and dusted. Does it take an extra four days to get there by FedEx down to yeah. Yeah. Or something? Well, when it comes to Mason mate, that could well be possible, especially if he's jogging down me. He probably got injured taking it to the to the post office. Yeah. He I think his ball's still travelling down there the one he hit at Crawley in the checker trade trophy I hope he takes penalties for him yeah so do I anyway mate moving on back onto the Plymouth game yeah so I mean personally that's that's a cover up if ever I've seen a, a comment come out before a game they've got so much financial clout well actually if you've done your homework Derek we actually got Vaughan in on loan Bogle in on loan Sure, yep. there's probably not a massive amount of wages being paid, if you ask me, to be honest with you. No, precisely. Kenny Jackets just loved both of these clubs. He just
0: walks up, he's like, Look, I'll help you
1: out. There you go. You see? want to pay 100% of the wages? I'll take your player down. I mean, I, I, he's always been a, a mind game man, hasn't he, Derek Adams? But this is just another level. It's football
0: manager esque.
1: It is, yeah but, yeah.
0: but Imagine if you sort of like could make crude comments constantly. Yeah, just keep unnerving. <laughs> yeah.
1: Pressing the unnerve button constantly. Like, yeah, it's just. I mean the guy's a joke if you ask me and if he's clearly worried in I'd be looking at that and going well actually he's probably worried about the attacking clout we've got mm. are they going to sit back and be defensive though? that's my question are they going to are they going to drop are they going to go actually they're pretty dangerous and drop in or are no. they going to play their own game
0: I think they'll play their own game I think what's quite funny is though is that I spoke to a, a, a Plymouth fan who is basically a person I've just met but through work yeah yeah a client as such yeah and he I went, he said to me I'm a Plymouth fan actually and I went oh I said you got rid of that manager yet yeah and he <laughs> went no <laughs> and he got really annoyed at me everyone in Plymouth loves him mate I mean like they went for a phase of like half the fans wanting him out or not yeah but he's come back to what he sees as his rightful place as beloved by the fan base.
1: I mean that's just just a joke but
0: how he's going to play right there is a chance he comes out like that when we played them at home and we beat them 3-0 yeah they they tried to sit back a bit and it hit us occasionally, counter attack. Yeah, at home, I don't think they'll play like that. I think that they'll, they'll be like up for it. We're in really good form, we're going to come out um, and, and take the game to us a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Derek Adams got that mentality with his teams as well. They're playing really well, we're not doing well. Let's go out there and, and impose yeah. ourselves on him. That's how I think they'll play, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it'd be stupid not to in the form they're in as well. Well.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. So their striker, Freddie Ladapo, who apparently was a little bit linked with us, a little bit linked and with Sunderland. Sunderland. Yeah. So he's got 13 goals this season um, and apparently scores two every 207 minutes on average only based on his goals. I know he had a really, really bad start to the season and he's only just started scoring, so that might slightly have changed a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, their player of the month or League One player of the month, Ruben Lemares, he's got 11 goals, a uh, goal every one... Point four, well 145 minutes mm-hmm. uh, then their third top scorer got Joel Grant bit of Who? injury news he's out for the game he's just had to have surgery on yeah. something um, little toe yeah probably um, but in contrast where's he, Carey he, he's actually this is what I'm saying in contrast to, to years gone by where Carey's been their top scorer he's only scored three this season they've got eight assists, eight though, assists isn't they? yeah which is <sighs> the highest of the whole team uh, okay, else.
0: so he still does make it a big impact for them. Because I was thinking, he used to be
1: one-man team, pretty much, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And they pretty much relied on him most of the time. So, you know, it, it, you still got to watch him, for sure. Maybe he doesn't score as much. Maybe he's playing a bit more of a different role this season.
0: Who you know? starts for us then, Matt? And I thought, who starts for us? Because it's, it's quite... It's a mix, isn't it? You think about Hawkins is now back, okay? Yeah. And this, again, this is a good situation to be in, that we've got players coming
1: back into the team. Yeah, but well, Hawkins actually, back. so... <clears throat> kind of good news for us, in a way. So, Tom was suspended for the game. Jack Watton was out for the rest of the season. And Lloyd Graves apparently picked up an injury in training and could possibly miss a game on Saturday. But other than that, we actually have a full squad available. Okay, so... Naylor's suspended, yeah? Which I think is probably, barring yeah, Jack is the, big, Jack, it's the biggest yeah. loss for us in this well, game.
0: Well, I'd say it probably it's the biggest loss anyway, actually, including Jack. Because when you lose Naylor in the midfield at the moment, we're trying to find a person to play alongside him. Mm-hmm. Because now we're actually looking for two midfielders to play in there. So what, what are we thinking? Are we thinking of playing um, Morris in close? I would go with
1: that. I'd say that has to be the given, personally. Yeah. I know Morris didn't really overly perform too much in the Luton game. Mm-hmm. Uh, got dragged off at half-time, I think, as well. But, I mean, it, again, we were talking about this earlier, weren't we? He's trying to gel the squad together and get them to play the system and the style that we've been playing this season. Yeah. He's had a bit of time off. I know he had a bit of a knock and obviously he might have not trained as much, but he's had a bit of time to gel with the squad now. Other options, Matt can ready, kaboom! That's it. Yeah, I mean, he he is an option. Yeah. completely an option. That's why we brought him in. For, for that that's reason. what I'm saying. But
0: is he been brought into playing
1: that holding midfield role, or is he actually been no, brought into no, playing no, in, in no. the three? In the in the three, hasn't he? Um, but I would say probably Morris is the player that's more natural to step into that position. Mm. Should be saying. I agree. I told you, mate. He's the Pompey Perlo. The Pompey Perlo. Love that. Um, and. Obviously, Ben Close, given his performances recently, he's got to step in there for me. I think Ben Close should, should step in for sure. And then, it, for me,
0: it's all about when you look at the. We've already said that we should start if 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 fit with Curtis uh, on one side and Low on the other side, and then look at the other wingers to come on and make an impact. If it's not working, mm-hmm. who plays centre attacking midfield? This is this is who plays up one. front.
1: This is it for me. Um, I mean, I I mean. In such a split mind, I don't want to drop Gareth Evans personally. I think he's done great all season. Mm -hmm. You know, his work ethic's great. Came on in the second half as well. He's chasing everything down well. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You know, he he, he's good to have, especially if you're you're trying to play that attacking mentality. You're trying to press that press
0: press press. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I mean, that might work with with the the new players we've got. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind a little tryout of. Vaughn just sitting in behind Bogle a little bit. I feel that Evans will start maybe and then he might revert to that if that's, a,
0: or go to that, sorry, not revert, go to that if it's not working. Yeah. What do you
1: think? Do you think he'll start Vaughan? I don't know. As much as I want it, I don't think he will. I think it'll it'll pretty much be what we've had all season barring Morris coming in and uh, Bogle up front over Hawkins, I think. Adam May didn't impress enough to start in midfield, Matt? No. No, unfortunately, he was a bit out of his depth, wasn't he, Middleton? I thought he was, yeah. Yeah. Especially as a championship team. Yeah. I mean, he's not played much football, though, has he? Really? No. Since he's come back from Aldershot, which was a really strange one for me, to be honest with you. I still mm. can't get my head around that. But Bit yeah. short sure midfielders, probably. What we were. Yeah. At the time, possibly, yeah. yeah. Not Definitely. now. Definitely. Not we now. We were, though. Yeah. But unfortunately, there's nothing he can do about it now.
0: No, oh, I mean so this, that's where we are I think um, is Nathan Thompson ready to come back into it right back he is yes does he, he come straight in is.
1: for walks I think he does yeah yeah. I think he comes back in I, I thought mean, walks were quite good in the other game yeah no mm-hmm. no and walks has been great as far as I'm concerned I mean look at his performances since he's had to come yeah. in for the injured Thompson he's been great and it, it is always hard but Thompson came back from fitness what Last week wasn't he? I back saw him on warming squad. up on, on the pitch against QPR. Yeah. And he was in against Doncaster as yeah, well. Yeah, he was so, raring, he's kicking the ball
0: and then just like when it went off, he was just like charging off with it and like kicking it and yeah. back into the dugout, like booting it and stuff. He looked ready to come on. I think he's yeah. making a statement if anything to the coaching staff. So there you go.
1: So he's he's most certainly ready to, to do that now.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we've got Tomo and then we start Burge, I'm guessing. Burge, Clarkey, yeah. Brown.
1: Yeah. Close Morris. Yeah. Curtis Evans Lowe Bogle yeah that's what I think I'll go with too yeah
0: right you know what time it is Matt no it's not Matt's debate <laughs> it's, <gold laughs>
1: it's prediction. score prediction time <laughs> Love that. it did actually catch me for a minute yeah, I know it mate, did geez, you looked mate. at me so confused you looked at me like <laughs> I was like again okay, you've done that <laughs> I haven't really got much more to say believe it or not I it's like it's time, hard it's, but... like, it's like
0: you mate it's need 20 to 12 yeah, for 9 man. right go for it <sighs>
1: I am going for a no. real brave 3 1 win to the Blues. 3 1? 3 1 win down there. Here we I go. I think the goals scoring? are going to start coming. I think Jamal's going to get on the score sheet. Mm-hmm. I think Ronan's going to get on the score sheet. Back from suspension, I think he's going to be raring to go. He's always been that player. When he's missed minutes, he's, he's come on and really shown his worth. So he's going to get one. And I think uh, Omar's going to bag his third in third. OK, I like that. And for them, Ladapo or Nick one? Just a consolation at the end, as far as I'm concerned.
0: I'm going 2-1. I think it'll be a good game. I think they'll grab one late and make us shit ourselves.
1: Yeah, like always. Yeah. <laughs> Typical
0: Pompey fashion. <laughs> week in, week out. I'm going to go with um, Omar Boggle to score first goal. And I'm going to go with a long-coming goal from Ben Close. He's, Let's hope so. he's been shooting recently, looking quite good. He's been and getting I'll, in the right positions, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it looks like a man on a mission at the moment, mate, as well. He just got like just literally looks like a man on a mission. And I think that Derek Adams will cry at the end.
1: Oh, let's hope so.
0: And hopefully he'll cry on BBC Radio Devon
1: again. Oh, let's hope so. I mean, I'll be honest, I might actually ask Coral if they can give me odds on Derek Adams crying at the end of the game.
0: <laughs> it hard to tell. <laughs> what was well, someone from Coral going to be there watching? <laughs>
1: Well, you better get on it,
0: man. Depends how much money you put on. I reckon they would send a representative down if he <laughs> put enough money on it. They're like,
1: <laughs> just watching Coral. They need to get an eye follow. I'll tell him how to get a VPN as well. That's not a problem. <laughs> oh, shouldn't have said
0: that one. <laughs> oh, you joker. Yeah, Obviously, I just joking it. around, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, Yeah, we'll do that. We'll support the club. Right, anyway. Right, I think that's it then, isn't it? We've done our predictions. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for listening. Um, yeah, and I don't need to do the little bit at the end because we've now got an amazing outro from James Robbins. We so have. until next time. Play out Pompey. Play out Pompey.